So, Kai, do you like news? Yeah, I like news. What about gaming news? Yeah, yeah, I like gaming news. Because for once, we actually have quite a bit of gaming news to talk about on this show. Oh, so, boy. Okay. <laughs> there, have, um, there have actually been quite a few announcements and reveals throughout June, so we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, nice, can't wait. So, uh, hi everyone, I'm the Chosen One Legend here, and with my co-host... I am Kai, also known as Faskarain. And welcome to our podcast, Bunch of Jokers, where we talk about all sorts of Nintendo things and other gaming stuff too. And uh, as I said before, we've actually got a lot to talk about this month, so uh, it, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, you, you excited, Kai? I can't wait. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. I will say, to contrast it, there's pretty much nothing to talk about for July, so it, <laughs> it does balance itself out. But uh, let's get started anyway with our first segment of the podcast, can't have a podcast without news, baby, where we talk about news over the past month. And uh, we're going to start things off with the 11th of June, where there was this... Wait, June? Is that the right month? <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what, Kai? I don't even know time anymore. We're in July now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it was the 11th of June, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was the 11th of June. I, time is just a myth to me at the moment. Everything's the same, but... <laughs> But on the 11th of June, we had the um, PlayStation 5 presentation, uh, where they showed off quite a bit. Now, as we've said before, we are not PlayStation gamers, so uh, we don't have too much to go into here, but the first thing I'd like to talk about is the console itself that they revealed. So have you seen the design of the console? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, it's it's huge, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a beast. Uh, yeah. Not not quite a block like the Xbox Series X, but it's bigger. It's even bigger. So <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the design of it though. It does look nice. So I'll give it that. Yeah, I think you know the color scheme. I've really grown on it over time, and it, the way it matches with the controller, I do think is quite nice. Uh, yeah. Sort of. It definitely looks kind of futuristic-ish, which I think is a good look for a new console. Yeah, it sort of seems like a new direction for PlayStation themselves to be going with that design, but it kind of fits the modern era, so I can kind of respect mm. what they're doing there. Yeah, my my only big gripe is that if I was getting it, which I, I probably won't be because I'm not made of money, but um, I would probably get uh, the disc version because there's, there's a separate disc version and digital-only version. Yeah, I do think the yeah. disc... It looks a little bit out of place in the disc version. You can tell it's designed from a digital perspective. So <laughs> yeah, I do like the uh, the options for that one. You know, caters to yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not have an? Even though I'd want the disc version, why not have an extra option that's a little cheaper if people prefer all digital? So uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically standing up against the uh, Stadia console at this point. Yeah, so. yeah. The only the, my biggest gripe is that I think it doesn't look. The design doesn't work as well horizontally as it does vertically. Yeah, and I get that. Probably like, I can't imagine a lot it being people... laid down and looking nice. Yeah. Yeah, and probably because of how big it is, a lot of people are probably going to have to have it horizontal. But that, that's a small gripe. I do like the look of it overall. Uh, okay. Looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems <laughs> they also right, showed... sure. Yeah, and uh, they also showed off a lot of games. So uh, I'm just going to list out a few here. So we saw Spider-Man, Miles Morales... Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil 8, and uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they couldn't get away without that. That was the first thing they announced, of course. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed um, in that. I went in like I've I've never been a huge GTA person. I've never played more than like an mm. hour of GTA gameplay. But same, man, yeah. people the players deserve like a GTA Six at this point, surely. <laughs> they do, yeah. And you, you kind of think if you're going to port it, you think something like the Switch would make more sense, where it's a new audience for it. But yeah, everyone getting a PS5 would have probably got it on the PS4 and the PS3 before that. So <laughs> yeah, but, it is a uh, bit of a weird. I one. guess. It makes some money, so I guess I can see why. It's just a bit of a disappointment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's um, Rockstar for you, though. <laughs> yeah, but are, were there any other games that I listed or otherwise that stood out for you in particular? Uh, yeah, there was one uh, I distinctly remember standing out to me was the game uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Oh, is that the one that's almost looked little Pikmin like? Yeah, kind of. And yeah, I believe. Yeah. It's an indie game? I might be wrong on that, but I think it's an indie game. And Well, God fun damn. fact, the <laughs> studio behind it, I can't remember their name, but they actually made a uh, Majora's Mask animated little film on oh, YouTube no a few way. years back. I want to check that out. If you, yeah, I'll send it to you. It's actually really good. It's very impressive. And you can tell the similarities and visual style between this. But, um, cool. I think Ember Studios or something like that. But uh, they're... So, just on that alone, visually, this is obviously looks inc- incredible. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks great. I think the gameplay mm. looks really intriguing because it's a mix of Pikmin, which I love, of course. <laughs> of course. It, it seems a little bit more action-based. Like, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's Breath of the Wild level, but mm. like the combat seems really fun and interactive, so I can't wait to see like how that all develops. Yeah, yeah, that looked really interesting. Uh, I mean, it, it's... It's one of the games I need to see more of, actually. I haven't really seen more of it since the presentation, but it's definitely, you know, it's it's the kind of game that does something different, and you're kind of interested on it based on just that alone, so... Yeah, just everything about um, it looks great to me. It's yeah. right on my alley. Yeah, a few other things. I, Spider-Man looks interesting to me. I, I have played a bit of the original at my, uh, friend's, pa- my friend's place, so uh, right. that that's probably going to be fun. Um you know, Horizon Zero Dawn was obviously a big hit, so that's gonna <laughs> a sequel is going to be massive for that. Yeah, that's gonna um, be good. And Ratchet and Clank, I've never played before, but it looked it looked really nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looked um, pretty clean to be honest. Uh, so I'm interested mm. to see what what they do with that game, see if it becomes a success or not. Yeah, definitely. The thing is, I I would be interested in some of these games, but there's still not enough there for me to buy a PlayStation 5, especially we, they didn't even show the price, which is worth noting. So <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a bit risky. I, I don't know about that yeah. one. <laughs> that, might, that might be a little bit telling of the price if they're not showing it now. So <laughs> Yeah, I think personally I'll probably um, get one sort of six months to a year after it's released once the price has gone down a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's been a, a year or so and there's more games out for it and the price has hopefully dropped, that's probably the best time to yeah. jump in. Oh, also, but, um, uh, as soon as Elder Scrolls yeah. 6 comes out on it, then I'm buying it straight away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's a good point, actually. I can't so, uh, We'll have to see what else more comes to the console, but it, it was actually, I think it's a pretty promising start. There was quite a lot of variety they showed off. Yeah, it wasn't lacking, for sure. It did all feel, you mm. know, a lot of it feel, felt kind of samey, like a lot of the content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of potential there for a good console to come, so... Mm, definitely. Um, but moving on from that, on the 12th of June, we had a new, pra- a new uh, what do you call it, trailer for Paper Mario The Origami King. And right. uh, I don't know if you remember much of it. They didn't really show off too much more. But they showed off some stuff like boss battles and a bit more into the game mechanics. So 
Do you have any thoughts on what they showed? Yeah, uh, I remember it kind of. It's not clear, but I, I do remember parts of it. Um, the battle system mm. is interesting. I'm not sure what to make of it yet, I'll be honest. This yeah, they still game... haven't... <laughs> I, it's, have they confirmed yet whether or not it's uh, consumable items you attack with, or is it just selecting from a move? Um, I'm not I'm sure whether they've confirmed sure. it yet. No, no. Yeah, they, the fact that they're a bit up in the air about that gives me a bit of concern, but... Um... Yeah. It still looks fun. They did show off, like, not only can you rotate, you can also move characters up a level uh, as well. Yeah, it seems like um, there's a lot the of grids. different stuff there in that certain, like, puzzle type. So I'm interested to see if yeah. that kind of content can hold up for an entire game's length. I, I sincerely hope it does. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. And um, they also showed off some boss battles, like a, a pack of crayons, which I think is kind of funny. So... Honestly, <laughs> I hate the boss battles. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I think it's funny. But I think it yeah. perfectly encapsulates what Sticker Star did wrong. I, I think, like, mm. you know... Um, oh, with, like, giant fan and that, yeah. Yeah, like, you take sort of the older games and you have, like, you know, really interesting villains. Um, you know, mm. you've got um, all, all the ones from Thousand Year Door. You've got ones from Super Paper Mario, like Dementio and stuff that are really, like, interesting and have really interesting arcs. And now yeah. the bosses are tape. And, and yeah, crayons, yeah. and it's like the, the it's lost all like the the you know it, it's funny, it's funny. I'll admit that, mm. but I think it's lost the original sort of depth that the enemies would have to them. So that is true. There's there's a good level of comedy to it, but it doesn't make them interesting really uh, as villains. So yeah, you know, I kind of like the idea of the fights. So that they're different. So actually, this time Mario is on the rotating grid, and you have to guide him to them. Yeah, it I is. I think a cool that's twist. kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so yeah, your thoughts haven't really changed much on this game, then, have they? By this, yeah, I just I don't know what to think of it yet. You know, there's so many mm. bits that I'm thinking that doesn't look like a good sign. But at the same time, they add some really good things in, in there, um, such as uh, the new battle themes that we've heard a little bit about. Um, yes, yeah, that was really nice. It's rumored that um, each region is going to have like a different battle theme or, or slightly different. Mm. I think that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that is really neat. And um, it, it generally, it continues to look impressive visually. Like, it's a very beautiful game, and just the different environments really pop out in the with the use of color. You know, so. Uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. It's, it's it's definitely an interesting one. I'm I'm not going to get it at launch. I'm probably going to wait and see reviews and that. But uh, yeah. Still, at least it's something. That's pretty much the only <laughs> Nintendo game we have coming in the Honestly, next month. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. But um, aside from that, um, on the 14th, we had um, Persona 4 Golden was revealed for Steam, and it's now out on Steam. Um, right. <laughs> I, now, I haven't played any Persona, but I thought this was worth mentioning. Uh, do you have any interest in getting this? Um, I mean, I've, I've never played a Persona game either. I kind mm. of know a couple of things about Persona 5, but I'm not huge on, on the topic of it. Um, yeah. However, I have heard a lot of good stuff about Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> um, I think it's, from, yeah. from what people have said, you know, they're like, you know, it's it's now on, like, is, is it on Steam? Is that right? Steam, yeah, Steam. Like, people saying that they're able to buy it on Steam and play it now, and there's been so many good sort of reviews and good things said about it, so... I am really tempted to buy it. Um, I just, I'm just yeah. holding off for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, in a few months, if there's still no big Nintendo games coming out, it might be a good time to dip into it. Uh, it's, I, I do have a laptop that could probably play it, but I 
don't really like gaming on my laptop, so this would appeal to me more if it was on something like Switch. Yeah, but, I understand. I mean, still, it, it still looks like... Uh, I mean, this game has a lot of a good, big reputation, so uh, yeah. definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on. Especially Plus, I've, I've, heard of the fabled, I've heard of the fabled uh, Funky Student. <laughs> so I might <laughs> get it funky just student? for that. There's a Funky Student, yeah. <laughs> you have my interest. Is this like Donkey Kong new funky mode? You know. It's... No, pe- people who have played Persona Four know what I mean. But there's a, I think it's Persona Four anyway. But there's a funky student. No oh boy, he's funky. <laughs> you, you, you have got my interest there, Kai. I might, I might have to check this out even more now. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good bit of funkiness, so uh, I'm all in. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. But um, next on the fifteenth. You probably won't have as much interest in this as me, but they revealed Star Wars Squadrons. Um, yeah, that's more of your thing. I don't know anything about that, Star this Wars. This is my so. domain, so <laughs> I won't linger on it too long, but it's a, uh, it's a Star Wars fighter pilot game, basically, where you can form squadrons online with different ships and take part in dogfights or taking other capital ships. And, uh, I mean, okay. it look, I, I don't own the right consoles to actually play this, sadly. So <laughs> oh, okay. But, um, what Star Wars fan hasn't wanted the dream of flying in their own TIE fighter? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it does look very cool. Um, I see and... you're the funky student, by the way. <laughs> oh, funky student? Let, let me check this out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little scared. Here we... <laughs> Kai, that's wiggity wacky yo. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to be using that phrase in everyday life. I'm going to have to get a picture of this now to show in the uh, <laughs> podcast, but <laughs> if you're listening to this on Spotify or something, just look it up. Uh, do yourself a favour. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what were oh, we saying? Man. Uh, something about Star Wars, I've forgotten now. <laughs> something, something, TIE Fighters. <laughs> something, something X-Wing, yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, it looks very creative, um, and there's a little story mode, and I love new Star Wars story. It includes the character Hera from the animated show Star Wars Rebels, which... I'm a fanboy of, so I'm all in. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely try and play out of friends. That, that looks fun. Um, so is this going to be like, is this like a canon thing then, or is it non-canon? Yeah, it's, um, well, it is canon. The interesting thing, it actually has a custom character as the main character. Okay. So um, that's going to be a little bit in the air, I guess. But in general, the story is canon, and it, it references some of the um, books and comics as well, which is a really... Nice detail. Yeah, um, I guess as long as it fits in, then it counts, you know? Yeah, yeah. I do, I do love a bit of a connectivity when they reference each other, so that's, uh, that's going to be fun to watch, at least. Um, Fair enough. And on the 16th of June, they showed off yep, more news every day. <laughs> <laughs> they showed off uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which is a Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. And, yeah, um, that was a weird speaking one. Of, <laughs> speaking of canon, this is going to be canon, so... <laughs> It's Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts, everyone. Complex. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is the craziest plotline I've ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> I um. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know much. I haven't played much of it, but from the little I've heard, someone try to explain about it. It's um, you might as well be you know trying to explain to me Pythagoras something. It's just yeah, <laughs> over my head. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no one I don't think understands how the Kingdom Hearts plot fully works at this point. So <laughs> adding a rhythm game to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, the thing is, I, I've, I believe it's actually the most recent game in the timeline. It carries on from Kingdom Hearts three. That's so crazy. It's not just canon. It is an important part of the story and lore. So, That's honestly hilarious. Um, 
it is so funny. I, it's ridiculous, but I love it. And yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I actually I I really like rhythm games, so this kind of interests me a little bit. But um, I'm not sure if I'm ready for the law, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. To me, it looks a bit. It looks a bit plain. Like a bit. I bet it's yeah. fun for you know Kingdom Hearts fans and rhythm game fans. And um, I do like the uh, Rhythm Heaven uh, series myself. But mm, yeah, know, that's a good series. In comparison to that, this just—I don't know. I haven't seen much of it, so I might be wrong on this. But it does seem a little bit plain. So. Yeah, it seems like they're actually a lot of it is just pressing stuff in beat with a cutscene, and some of the other stuff is just characters walking down the line and jumping, basically. So. <laughs> yeah, it seems a bit uh, odd, but I don't know. I guess I haven't really heard much Kingdom Hearts music, but it's meant to be really good. So I guess just from that perspective, it will probably be appealing to a lot of people. That's a good point. I mean. You can always just compare it to, um, you know, have you played Splatoon 2? Um, only the demos, but... <laughs> right, there's a there's a mode in that, which is um, basically, uh, it's like a rhythm game mode for all of the songs in the game that's just already in there. <laughs> oh, really? Of course, it's not to the same sort of um, production value, but... Yeah, know, is cool. that the one that plays in like loading screens or something like that? Um, no, 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 not the like, one with loading and, screens, I don't think. Because uh, there's something like that in Splatoon 1, but it's slightly different. <laughs> it might, it's like it a might mini be slightly different. In Spl- yeah, in Splatoon 1, I remember, which I did play, there's like a mini-game when you're waiting for some, when you're loading something. Uh, but still, that's really cool, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Anyway. And, <laughs> yeah, moving on. It, it only gets better from here, Kai, trust me. Cause <laughs> oh, boy. On the 17th, we had a Pokemon presentation. And, um, oh, boy. <laughs> Kai, do you do you like to brush your teeth? Oh boy, do I! <laughs> I'm glad you said yes. It would have been concerning otherwise. But yeah. <laughs> there's now Pokemon Smile, where you can um, catch Pokemon while you brush your teeth. It's not for us, but cool. <laughs> I'm curious to hear who's going to complete the national decks for Pokemon Brush. It's just you so know what, Kai. Ma- <laughs> have you considered have you considered streaming it? I'm just saying. Oh boy, that'd be a fun one. <laughs> just someone joins onto the stream. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> Okay, here's a Rhyhorn. My gums are bleeding. <laughs> Watch out, Kyle. There's a Charizard on your molar. you got to get it. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, bizarre, it's, but it's, oh, well. It's not for us, I guess. It's for kids. So. It's funny, so I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and they also showed off um, Pokemon Snap, a new Pokemon Snap uh, sequel, which that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it kind of threw me off, but at the same time, it didn't surprise me, because I knew it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you kind of think, now's a good time for it, so... <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a weird series, though, like, just mm. taking pictures of Pokemon as you go around at all, like, it's such an odd idea, but everyone yeah. loves it. I mean, I've never understood <laughs> the hype myself, but everyone loves it, and I can respect that, so, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've never um I've watched uh, the Runaway guys play it, but I've never played it myself or anything. Right. But um, I guess the kind of appeal of it, it's it's probably the closest you get to seeing Pokemon in their natural habitats, I guess, in a realistic kind of manner. I, so I guess so. that's kind of the appeal to it. Um, yeah, I, like seeing the was it a Waylord, like massive one, just pop out of the ocean is kind of funny. That's so. <laughs> true. That's true. And it looks amazing to it. too, doesn't it? Um, it does. You know. Uh, it wasn't made by definitely... Game Freak, so that's probably why. <laughs> I think that says enough there. So. Yeah, I will. I will stop. It's I'll, the best it's looked. I'm going to stop myself there on talking about the graphics of Pokemon before I get too into it. <laughs> well, Kai, funny you say that because I should also mention the Isle of Armor came out 
the same day <laughs> or the, the evening of. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, neither of us got it, but um, our wonderful assistant and marketing director and logo maker, uh, Australian slave. Sam, and slave, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let me just check he's getting back to work now, actually. Okay, yeah, all good. Uh, but <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> he did, in fact, um, give us some information on it because he played it. And uh, I thought I think we should probably talk about it a little bit because it's such a big topic. So um, of course, let's look at his notes. I did have to um, narrow them down a bit from an essay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the gist of he said that uh, the graphics were a step up from the main game, but nothing special. Um, you're not going to be blown away by it. But um, he said the story is about four to six hours, short and sweet, and it's nothing amazing, but it's a nice distraction from the core game. He says that the whole game is now a wild area, and that's actually been improved. It's more diverse than the wild area in the main game. So I don't know. I haven't actually played the main game, but did you find the wild area in the main game a little bit lacking, perhaps? Uh, I enjoy it. I appreciate what it looks like, but it is kind of plain, yeah. Yeah. So I guess he says that the new one's a bit more diverse and has different types of regions in it, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I've seen a bit of gameplay, guess... and it does seem to have a lot more um, varying environments, so... Yeah, and I guess it's uh, another step towards maybe getting a full game in this style, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, we can dream. Hopefully, they're going to keep improving it. He, he said the characters, um, the new rivals have a nice arc, that's, that's cool. And um, there's some new features such as follow, um, Pokemon will follow you now. Even though it's a little bit dodgy, I've heard, and I've seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of bits of that. It's really, yeah. uh, really jammy, but I mean, it's still yeah. there, so I don't know. It's Better than not being there, I think, still. So that's still yeah, cool. Um, just hella broken. <laughs> very broken. Um, and overall, he said it's a, uh, a fun distraction. It's more to keep you going. But I get the impression that, like we said last month with our speculation, if you weren't that into the main game, there's nothing going to change your mind, really. It's just more of that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't... F like, I played the main game through. You know, I've done all of the stuff in the main game. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just didn't... I didn't find this appealing. So, I don't mm. know. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've never been a big Pokemon fan, and this Sword and Shield just didn't look appealing to me, but that's just, you know, I can't really talk too much because it's not my domain, so... <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm glad that people do seem to be enjoying it, at least. Um, it's generally got a positive reception, I think. Um, so that's that's nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Torna still is better DLC, um, just want to point out. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, and don't worry, we will get into... a. Uh, there's worse Pokemon news coming, so <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Though. Um, on the 22nd, um, Sakurai did a presentation revealing Min Min for Smash. So yeah. uh, this actually, we had the trailer showing her off. So what do you think of the presentation and just the fact that it's Min Min in general? Um, I'm happy with it. I mean, I, I remember mm. they did a poll for arms on who was the favorite character and she won, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Like it was what, like a big tournament thing, I think. Yeah, like what Sakura said about how um, they mentioned there is no main character in Smash. Like, Springman's the mascot, but there's no main character. So I think yeah. it's cool that Min Min's taken up the slot because, um, you know, she has a cool design. Like, she's not one of the super gimmicky characters in ARMS, is the thing, because <laughs> a lot of them are very gimmicky and she's not one of them. <laughs> yeah. So it works Definitely. for her to sort of represent ARMS um, as a whole. And, of course, mm. her design is great. The trailer was uh, really well animated, actually. <laughs> it was. I uh, 
the second they opened up in the in the ramen shop, I was like, Min Min, yes. Yeah, you could. Then tell it showed Springman. When it showed Springman, I was like, please, please no, get punched, <laughs> get. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that was a really fun presentation. Um, yeah, it's good to see. You know, um, the the whole presentation of it was good. Um, I think having an arms character in as a whole is. Honestly, I, I like the idea of it because although the game yeah. kind of flopped in a way, um, I still really respect it as a new series that they attempted. And I think that, you yeah, know, given that it went in a slightly different direction, that game could have been a big hit because there were a lot of really interesting characters and design choices mm. made. And so. the thing is, even though like it's no, it didn't live up to like Splatoon or anything, it still sold like two million or so. It's it's also, you know, Xenoblade and other games like that. So it's uh, That's true, yeah. It's still a biggish game, um partly because of the time it came out when there were no games, but <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good um, though. It represents sort of the yeah. newer era of uh, Nintendo. Yeah, and I, I've only played the demos of it, but Min Min was the one I made and she's a, a lot of fun and like you say her character design's really nice. So um oh, cool. I was a master mummy is... main for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, he's pretty cool as well. Big fan. <laughs> You know, maybe in um, DLC Pack 3 you'll get him in, Kai, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, the but, um, music is a yep. bop. Oh, can, I, I'll just yes, want to say that. Is. Arms music is a bop. Like, I love it, it is. I mean, if you're, you'll be hearing it right now. I'm definitely putting Mimin's theme into this, but um, the remixes are really nice too, so... Uh, yeah. And um, just, I should probably mention as well that it's been a lot of talk on the internet that this is the first spirit we've had upgraded to a fighter. Um... Yeah, no, but it, seems it was way. never a, it was never a set rule necessarily beforehand that that couldn't happen. But now we have confirmation, and that does, I guess, open things up a little bit more. Now that we're in the second pass, with characters could get a second chance, so you never know what's yeah. going to happen. I've kind of given up um, with huge speculation and setting rules at this point. Yeah. I just think Sakurai's a mad lad who's done with all of us. <laughs> he just wants to put in That's who he wants, thing. and I respect that. It's um, <laughs> Sakurai has no rules. He just does whatever he wants, and I love that. So <laughs> Straight up. We've got a piranha plant in Smash. Anything goes. So. <laughs> um, that's amazing. And um, have you actually... She did come out a week later, so have you had a chance to try her out yet? No, I haven't bought the second DLC pack yet, although I am intending to at some point soon. Uh, so I haven't Trainer! played her. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. That's... Uh, well, uh, I managed to get a little bit of a play with her, and um, she is really fun. Um, she is... It's weird. On one hand, she's... Kind of the most basic character in that her special moves are just punches. That's literally all she does. Yeah. But it's so unique that that's all she has. And the way you have to fight from a distance with her arms is very creative. Um, they've adapted her perfectly from the source. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like from, from the gameplay that I have seen, it seems like they've translated mm. the way that you play her in arms perfectly into Smash Bros. In, in how you sort of try and yeah. distance yourself and the timing on using two punches at once. It seems great, honestly. It is, and uh, I got to play a little bit um, with friends, four of us all playing Min Min on the stage. It's ridiculous, and I love it, so... <laughs> I, I can only imagine eight-player smash. Yeah, oh my it god, eight-player. It is ridiculous, player. yeah. <laughs> but um, it's a lot of fun. She's quite a dynamic character. You sort of want to keep her distance, but at the same time, she has a deadly up-close move with her up-smash attack, which can also reflect projectiles, and that's insane. So yeah. I did have one issue with the presentation, though. Oh yeah? Why they got to use my boy Marth as the target in all of these? Like, every <laughs> single demonstration by a Sakurai, it's always Marth, and I'm like, come on, man. I'm, I mean, I, I main him, come on. <laughs> they, they've got to show him up. After he had that ridiculous length grab in uh, Melee, they've got to show him up <laughs> with uh, 
Min Min's grab now. So. Straight up, everyone's <laughs> just outranging him now. <laughs> oh, he is, he's been uh, reduced to Athens' scone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, on the tw- also on the twenty second, I don't know how much we'll have to say about this, but um, they revealed Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. And yeah. uh, I've never played the Crash Bandicoot game, but this looks nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen too much about it, but it did look nice. That's for sure. Mm. It seems very faithful to the traditional Crash gameplay. So it's very much living up to the uh, remasters of the first three they had recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do intend to play those one day. I haven't got around to them. But, you know, a lot of people are going to love this. I just, I hope it comes to the Switch eventually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a big fan of platformers, aren't you? So this might be the one Yeah, for you. yeah. It might and very well might be. I, I do love myself a cheeky bit of platforming. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll see it cross over. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, Kai, uh, 24th of June, Pokemon Unite. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I'll, we... I'll just be silent and let you say your thing. <laughs> Thank you. So, we were told, um, of course, we, we got told a little bit before the direct, you know, the Pokemon was sort of bigging it up to be this huge thing, like, oh, we've got a separate mm. big, like, uh, sort of announcement to be had. And, you know, we were all, like, hyped for it. Some people were like, oh my god, like, remakes of Diamond and Pearl and. All this sort yeah. of stuff. Personally, I really want Gale of Darkness sequel, please. Or <laughs> that just, would be nice. Even just a port. I'll just take a port. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I was really hoping for something like that. But at the same time, I didn't have my hopes high because it's Pokemon mm. in, you know, 2020. Um, yeah. But, you know, then they announced it and it was a scam, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much a, a MOBA. Um, same thing, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll admit the, the <laughs> gameplay looks interesting. I won't, I won't lie. Like when I saw it, I did think mm. this kind of looks interesting. You know, it's a mobile. They've mixed mobile games with Pokemon with League of Legends, kind yeah. of. <laughs> but it's yeah, also it's just... seeming like to be like a gacha game as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Um, I don't know too much about the genre, and I've heard some dodgy things about the company, so I don't know too much, but. The game aside, it's not a bad idea necessarily. It's, it could be fun, you know. There's, particularly I think overseas, there's a group, there's a big audience for this who are going to really love it. The thing is, they just, they had their messaging all wrong with how they revealed it and who they revealed it to. And <laughs> yeah, because apparently that's, this is that's meant the big be, problem. This is meant to be like a big thing to get people in yeah. China to play Pokemon because apparently, mm. you know, they they want to boost the sales of Pokemon there. But yeah, for for it's, us. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, the, it's just um, the fact that they bigged it up as a as the presentation. You know, I think I think people were always expecting too much with like uh, the next remakes or whatever. But you know, I think you at the very least expected something like Detective Pikachu or you know uh, a remake of an old spin-off or something. Yeah, you yeah. Expected something more than a mobile game, but <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, I, I I can understand. Like, we wouldn't want like you know big games so recently because of course they've still got gen 8 they're focusing on like it would be irresponsible to be asking for a remake so soon because they wouldn't have the production well enough for it definitely um so i get that but at the same time i can kind of understand why people were Mm. getting hyped for something good when it was was made to be like yeah it was made to be like a separate yeah announcement as a whole they could have just put it in with the other one and people would have been like yeah fair enough I reckon. That's the thing. I think if you if you did tie this in with something else, it would have gone over fine. It got so much hate because it was bigged up to be something more. 
Um, yeah. So it's fine. It's just it, it does show me that the Pokemon company are a little bit out of touch with their audience. I think. <laughs> I mean, they took every. They're like, hey, what are people like at the moment? League of Legends is yeah. still pretty popular. Everyone always loves mm. Pokemon. It's the highest grossing franchise of all time. People like mo- <laughs> lo- mobile games. Clash of Clans is still a thing, right? Right. Flappy Bird, huh? And then they just... Like, oh, Flappy Bird, yeah. oh. And then they were like, hang on, Fire Emblem Heroes got loads of money because you can pay for things. They just put all of that into one. <laughs> yeah, you know, Kai, you've actually scared me that they're going to release Flappy Pidgey next or something, so... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> we, we had Magikarp Jump, whatever that was, so... <laughs> hey, I played that game. That was a fun one. Is it? Is it good? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fun for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Fair enough, but... um. Let, let's get off of Pokemon now. That's Pokemon can be done for this podcast. It's all out now. <laughs> um, on, to an, on to Animal Crossing, because on the 25th, they announced uh, an update with swimming and diving t- added to the game, which um, it will be out by the time this podcast releases. So what did you think of that? Um, I'll admit, I haven't looked too much into it. Uh, I think both of us are pretty burnt out on Animal Crossing, aren't we? So. <laughs> yes. Um, it I haven't cool, touched like, it in a month. <laughs> you know, I remember in uh, in New Leaf when they had the. Um, I'm pretty sure they had the diving suit there, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, and it's pretty much the fun. same same thing. So mm. I guess it's cool. Like, I'm happy that they're including all of these as free updates because, of course, Animal Crossing has always been one of those seasonal games that adds things in bit by bit. So yeah, there's. I still know plenty of people, even though I've burnt out on it myself, and I know you have. I still know plenty of people who are playing it daily. So. Yeah. It's good that they're adding more for them. So As we cool. speak, the uh, stalk market is still booming. <laughs> I I kind of wonder, like, how how have people not got like maxed out bells by this point? I wonder. It's just, That's true. <laughs> it's just so abusable the stalk market, but it's kind of funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did I did like in the presentation how like it showed them not just diving, but they actually sprinted off and leapt off the rocks into the ocean, which was um that was kind of neat. Yeah, it's um, a nice little touch. I could imagine you having like a, a pool party with friends or something, you know, a beach party. So that yeah, could be cool. Yeah, sure. It would um, be cool. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I didn't watch it fully, so I'm, I might be wrong on this. Yeah. But it would have been cool if they added like, I don't know, like water-based furniture or something like that, you know, where you can actually put it I in think the water. That, oh, I, that, we didn't see that. I think there's like shell furniture for your house, but imagine yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, I mean, like actual... a rubber, like a little beach chair or something floating in the sea or. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. That would have been awesome, actually, like an inflatable slide or something. Yeah. I don't know. Take notes, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, um, hire us, please. <laughs> but uh, that, so that's that's a still just a neat addition to keep the game going. And they did also announce that we're going to be getting more information soon on the following months. So it's still there. It's good they're still supporting this game. Yeah. Um, but that's all the news we have. So that that was thirty-five minutes of news or so. So. <laughs> yeah. But moving things on, we're on to the next segment, Games Time Baby, where we talk about what we've been playing. And um, still Xenoblade, isn't it? Quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, yeah. there's been a lot of Xenoblade, and I've still been playing in Azuma 11, to be fair. I mentioned how big the post oh, game yeah. is, so I've been grinding out that a little <laughs> bit. Um, That's cool. But the main game I've actually been playing recently is I bought uh, Clubhouse Games. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah, How, how's it? How's it going? It's it's a lot of fun. You know, I I love playing mm. the card games and all of that sort of stuff. All all of the games are really fun. Um, so I've I've kind mm. of been going through it. I've been trying to win on every difficulty because uh, there <laughs> is a it kind of does track that actually. So <laughs> I've been kind. Oh, of, that's cool. I've been trying to go full completionist. Unfortunately, 
I suck at chess. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, when I get to that one, that's going to be tough. But a lot of the ones like the card games and stuff, um, they've just been fun to play. And I've gotten that's into the nice, habit of yeah. playing Mahjong Solitaire at three o'clock in the morning now. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm classified as a boomer. Who plays Clubhouse Games at 3am, Kai? <laughs> oh boy, 3am! <laughs> straight up, yeah, straight up, that's true. That's cool though, have you, have you got a chance to play with any friends online? Because I know Sophie has to game, I think. Uh, I haven't given it a go yet, no, but I am looking forward to ah, doing okay. that at some point. Maybe, maybe a stream that's in the cool. future. Definitely, yeah, I, um, I've got a lot at the moment, but you know, when I next have a lull and I have some money again after spending it all on Xenoblade Limited Edition, <laughs> yeah. I... Um, I might want to pick this up because it seems like a lot of fun. I I love board games and card games, so uh, yeah, it even has Luna on that, pretty much. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say my favorite game from the whole well, not my favorite game from the whole set, but one I didn't think I'd like enjoy as much as I did was uh, hmm. Mini Shogi. Actually, <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of like chess with different pieces that can move in different ways, but it's when you take the opponent's piece, it kind of goes off to the side. And you mm. actually get to put that on the board as one of your pieces. Oh, that's um, interesting. It's it's really, yeah, it's like chess, but mm. on a different wavelength. And mini shogi, rather than being a huge board, it's, it's uh, I think, five by five with okay, only six pieces cool. on each side. So it's just like quick fire, really intense stuff. And it's it's really fun, but I, I'm terrible yeah, at I it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of board games on there, and... That I've never even heard of, so it would be quite fun, I'd imagine, to get to try out new ones other than the typical ones you expect, like chess and Uno and that. Yeah. So. Also, I hate Ludo. It took me five hours to beat. <laughs> you don't like Ludo? Ludo's a classic. <laughs> I used to like it, but yeah, it literally took me five hours to beat. The AI were doing my head in, like, you know how uh... if you roll a six, you get to move again? Like, yeah, oh, did they all get sixes? I'd be like one point, I'd be one move from winning, and then they just yeah. roll like three sixes, then a four, and land directly <laughs> on me. Uh, every uh, time, man. They should have a move like Monopoly. If you get three sixes, you go to jail, you know. Would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, though. Um, yeah, I guess I have also... Um, I should mention that Battle for Bikini Bottom did come out. Of and, course, uh, yeah. I, I, I've only played like two hours of it because I've been distracted by a certain other game I'll get to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is, um, it's, it's really fun. It's just the same game with a visual lift. Um, it, it's got a lot of flack by critics, you might have seen. Um, uh, I've seen bits of, um, you know, yeah. argument against it. I've, I've seen a lot of dumb reviews at the same time, though, so I'm not really sure what yeah. to make of it. Basically, I think it's still, it's not like an upgrade, you know, like Crash Bandicoot got or like, uh, you know, Xenoblade got. It is a, it plays very much the same like a PS2 game. It handles like a PS2 game, you know. Right. So um, I, I can see why people might, you know, be turned off it by that regards, but at its core, it's it's the same game, and if you like the original, it looks better now, and there's no reason, I guess, you wouldn't enjoy it now, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think some people um, do enjoy just going back to having the kind of slightly jankier controls and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. So. In a weird way, it's nostalgic, so... <laughs> <laughs> and also, I do appreciate um, the idle animations and the facial expressions are amazing. They've, they've animated Spongebob to perfection. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> like, when... When the robot starts coming towards you, SpongeBob will just open his mouth in a scream and stop running away with his hands in the air. <laughs> like one of all his different idle animations are memes from the internet. So <laughs> are they actually? Well, I mean they're from SpongeBob episodes, but like Patrick has the uh, surprised Patrick. 
face from the SpongeBob movie as one of his other animations. Oh yeah, I've seen um, that one. Yeah, yeah it's oh, so that's funny. Cool man, I like um, that. You know, I do like when games sort of notice what their audience is. Sorry, that's cool. yeah. And uh, one thing I noticed, which it on the Switch it does have a bit of lag. It's not too big a problem, but um, it's a little noticeable. But one thing that's really cool is that you can actually see the entire world from no matter what level you're in. It's all connected. Nice. So if you're in um. Cool. If you're in uh, Jellyfish Fields, you can see SpongeBob's house in the distance, and you can see the Krusty Krab in the distance, and the other nice. worlds as well. Um, so it's really small detail, like, but um, like Mario Sunshine style kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it, just like Sunshine. So that's that's a really cool detail. I I don't remember it in the original, but it probably was there. But it still looks neat. So cool. Um, that's cool. But um, of course. Most of my time has been st- spent playing Xenoblade, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with we, you. Um, we didn't. We talked about this at length last um, podcast, but is there anything new you've noticed playing it in the past month? Um, well, it, it, it kind of reminded me of it when you mentioned idle animations, but there are a couple of new idle animations which are cool. I mean, that's oh, yeah. just a really small <laughs> thing, but that's cool. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, again, the side quest tracking is. Phenomenal. Oh, I, it's I don't know so how I 100 the 3DS version. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> like um, there's a certain area later in the game um, which before it took me ages to. I, I literally had to grind in the background to find certain collectibles. But this time you could just bring them up in the tracker and it says, "Well, there's one for you right here," and it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's so convenient. It's so good. Man. It's saved a lot yeah. of time. So. I really do appreciate that. I like how um, in the gifting menu um, for gifting items, again, I think it's the most underrated mm. part of the game. Like, Oh, I've like, used it a lot well, this time. It's good. I say underrated. I mean, it's one of the most underused things. People don't trade and people don't gift. But mm. like gifting I didn't know it was there my first two playthroughs. <laughs> yeah, because the game doesn't really tell you much. But I no, like how yeah. this time around, um, you know, when you gift something, uh, it actually saves how successful that gift is towards each character. Mm. Um, yeah, it does, yeah. It's just a really cool touch. I mean, I use the wiki anyway, but still, <laughs> it still stands. Yeah, it's well, cool. But that's the thing. I actually, I've gotten away. I've, I'm not going for 100% necessarily, but I've done pretty much everything in the game. And I didn't need to, I didn't need to use a wiki at all, except for um, some Colony 6 items. But besides that, I, you can actually get away with not using it just because of how good the system is now. Um, yeah, it makes it much more friendly towards new great. players. That's for sure. Yeah. In general, it's just the, the lack, the amount, not the lack, the amount of polish really shines. Just scenes brought to life now um, with new facial animations, for example. You know. Yeah, it's so um, expressive. It's. I mean, last time we filmed the podcast, I hadn't moved on to the main game yet. I'd just done Future Connected, but now I'm actually I'm playing the main game and I've nearly finished it. You you really do see the differences. Yeah, and, I'm about um, two thirds through as well. It's great. Yeah. It's, and um, of course, you know the, yeah, the music, the the remix tracks. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're <laughs> really nice. <laughs> Mechanical rhythm. Oh my word, it's <laughs> it's so good, man. Really good, yeah. The um, <laughs> I I don't know how to, what to call it. The arm. We'll call it the arm. Uh, yeah, the arm. Oh, yeah. You know so what I'm beautiful. about. It's it's <laughs> yes. yeah, gorgeous. Best area in the game. The music is it been is. made somehow even better. Somehow, <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of the tracks actually they aren't. Some, like Mechanical Rhythm, I think really stand out. Other tracks aren't majorly different, but it doesn't matter. It's still a new version of it, and it yeah. still sounds beautiful. So, <laughs> Sword of Valley's night theme. I mentioned it when I was live streaming, but yes. Sword of Valley's night theme threw me off. Like, 
I I don't remember mm. the original, but I heard it and I was like, hang on, what is this? <laughs> it does, and the, cool. the entire area in general just looks so much nicer. Um, yeah, I think there's quite a few areas that were a little bit that looked a little bit visually bland on the um, original, which have been dialed up to actually look really nice in the definitive edition. Yeah, um, especially more of the um, mechanical-based areas. The metal looks yes. amazing. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. And um, I, I'm not gonna lie, I actually got emotional when I went to Satoul Marsh for the first time at <laughs> night. It is. It looks so good. Oh man, it I'm, does. It I want to look at it again now. Wait, <laughs> it's actually my wallpaper on my computer, so I can look at it right now. That's a good shot. Oh yes. <laughs> but oh, yeah, right. it's um, it's a fantastic. It just holds up really well. So yeah. Uh, I think one Play of the other this things, game if you haven't. Like, yep. Yeah, of course, get it, please. Um, but one, <laughs> one of the other things is the, the Chance Arts edition. Um, so you know where, for example, oh, if you're yeah. behind an enemy with Shulk, uh, backslash will light up with the Chance. Yes, yeah. Originally, mm. when, when this was first announced, I thought, yeah, I'll turn that off. I don't really want it. But it's just mm. so nice. Like I've kept it, it on is. and I've I... used it greatly. I think it's really useful, as well as a quick indication for if you need to get to use a move quickly. But also, sometimes... Certain enemies, it's a little difficult to tell if you're on the side of them or not, for example. Yeah. Um, so that visual indicator really is helpful, especially yeah. for like the... Uh, the nebulae you know, the, and that the kind gas- of thing. Nebulae, that's it, yeah. Um, it just in general, you know, it's... I'm enjoying this game more than I ever have. The fact I'm actually trying out different characters this time, like Ricky and Sharla, I've actually had a great time playing them, which surprised me. So. Yeah, it's been an absolute joy. And again, like, yeah. I think for me, it's been uh, Ricky and Seven in particular. Like, mm. I already knew yeah. from, from my original playthroughs, I used to play a lot of characters like Sharla and stuff and Dunban, so mm. I already knew how to play them. But I've got sort of a newfound appreciation for Ricky and Seven because their play styles cool. I never really liked before, but now I know how to play them, so it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, Charlotte was a big one for me because I I never really tried her out before. But actually, it's a really interesting mechanic trying to keep your team alive and working out the cool off as well. Um, Charlotte's a great time. Yeah, like she is really fun. One of the really fun things I find for her is uh, what you do is you find a unique monster that's like five levels higher than you and play a Charlotte. <laughs> oh yes. And you just go on a healing yeah. frenzy the entire time. Like it's so much fun. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's, it might just be a personal thing because I like playing support roles, but it's so fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she is. And uh, also, I, I know you've tried out the expert mode. Um, how's that been for you? Um, long story short, it's, it's XP manipulation. Simple as that. Because <laughs> uh, it doesn't make the game any harder, is the thing. All it does is allow no. you to change your level up and down, kind of like a more advanced version of the inns in Xenoblade 2. And yes, yeah. It's Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as, let's say I'm going to go fight an enemy, but I'm like 10 levels higher than it. I can change my level so that I'm 5 levels lower. And <laughs> it's much harder, but at the same time, how XP works in Xenoblade is, if you're say five levels lower, you get 150 uh, percent XP rather than just 100 um, percent. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And if you're five levels higher, you'll only get like 50 percent XP. So, in order to get more XP for the end game, I've been doing that the whole time in side quests and whatnot. <laughs> and it's just worked out really fun. You know, it's it's made sure mm. that I'm not going through areas being completely over leveled as well. It's really helped to regulate that's, me and challenge. That's the me. big thing, I think. So. Yeah, it allows you to do all them side quests off stream without being ridiculously leveled and plowing through the later parts. So yeah, it's made it a lot of fun. So I really appreciate the inclusion there with things. Um, yeah, this game. I think I think the big thing with Definitive Edition, as well as looking better, it's never been more accessible. That's probably the best word for it. Um, yeah, straight up. Yeah. So um, it's. Yeah, I'm, and I've, next month I'll finish it, but you know what, I 
it won't be long before I want to play this again. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to be going through. I'm I'm considering to, like speedrunning it or something, but I, I don't know. That would be interesting. Maybe yeah. it's not really a game to um, speedrun is the problem, but that won't stop me. That's cool. I I best stop us before we talk another thirty minutes about Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We we could just do a Xenoblade podcast and it would work. We love it so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's move on. That's everything we have for what we've been playing, I believe. Unless you've got anything else. No, that's pretty much it. Which brings us on to the final segment, What's Your Stinking Future? Where we look up to uh, July and what's coming out. But, um, uh, tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, I do have one thing to mention, as on the 9th of July, um, they're releasing Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2. I don't know right. if you know much about that series, Kai. I know very little about Bloodstained, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's basically, it's a Castlevania style game by the original creator of Castlevania, I believe, and um, oh, yeah. I've never actually played it, but I, over the past year, I got into the Castlevania series with the collection on Switch, so this really appeals to me, trying out the series. Um, What's the gameplay like? Um, well, Bloodstained, the, there are two Bloodstained games, one that's quite modern, and one that's actually 8-bit style, so like the old games. Right. And um, this is a sequel to the 8-bit style, so it plays like a classic 8-bit Castlevania. But oh, with, okay. you know, some some modern sensibilities, I believe, as well. Um, oh, so, I mean, that reminds me kind of like of Shovel Knight, you know, where it's got the old style, yeah. but it's a really popular recent game. Yeah, something Shovel Knight's probably a perfect kind of example, yeah. And um, I have watched a playthrough of it before. Um, Derek from Game Explain streamed it once I watched that. And um, I, I, I need to get the original first, but I'm glad they're making more of it. And because Castlevania games, it's sort of dead now, which is a shame. Like, <laughs> yeah. You think like the Netflix series is out, which is fantastic. So you think the series would be at an all-time high, but um, I'm glad at least there's another series carrying on the legacy. Yeah, and I, I heard about it. Um, there's like loads of different characters with loads of different abilities that you can switch between. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like um, like it's Mega sort Man. of based on Castlevania. <laughs> partly Mega Man actually. Yeah, but um, Castlevania Three allowed you to switch between a Belmont, um, Alucard, who's obviously part of vampire and um, Cypher, a magician. Did it so, actually? I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, the original game allowed you to... You, there were different routes you could take, which means you'd meet these different characters and get to play as them. Um, That's really cool. So it's definitely a cool game to adapt into a modern, you know, yeah. new environment. So... Uh, <laughs> Definitely sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, well, and, if that's uh, the only thing that we got uh, for next month, it's a good <laughs> well, thing we talked loads uh, about everything else, you know? <laughs> it is, yeah, because uh, there's, of course, Paper Mario on the 17th of July, but we already talked about that. Um, yeah. I don't think we have anything new to say. Um, but I know we've gone on quite a while, but I do want to quickly mention the fact that there's no news is kind of a discussion in itself that Nintendo have got to start revealing some new stuff soon, you'd think. Like, yeah, perhaps. Do you think, I obviously, because of everything happening in the world, we know there have been delays, but they will still be making games, and there's going to be stuff for the rest of this year they need to announce. So do you think we could see a direct or even like a Twitter announcement like, like we got for Paper Mario in the next month? Hmm, that's a good, uh, good question. I'm really hmm. not sure. Um, I, think we'll get, <laughs> it's up in the I think we'll get a general direct at some point. But not yeah. for a while. I mean, they're probably just working on things they've already announced and all of that sort of yeah. stuff. But I am hoping the, for a direct um, at some point. The big things I can think that we know are coming are... Um, not not mentioning Breath of the Wild 2, because I feel that's a while off. But we've got um, Bravely Default 2, 
Um, yeah. We've got No More Heroes 3, and we have Bayonetta 3, which we know are all in the works. So maybe we'll hear yeah, something about true. those. But um, then again... They could completely surprise us like they did with Paper Mario. So <laughs> Yeah, there might just be something new thrown out there. I'm not really sure what to look forward yeah. to at the moment. You know, I've got Xenoblade yeah. on the Switch. Yeah. I don't know what else I can ask for at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I've, I'm not too worried because I've got plenty of old games I want to replay. So I'm, I'm not going to be short on stuff to do. But right. um, still, it is interesting. <laughs> there was rumours a little while back of uh, remakes of classic 3D Mario games like Sunshine and Galaxy. Yeah, so maybe I wonder we could what happened to those, yeah. Yeah, I believe the rumours said they would be announced or released in July or summer even, so It'd maybe cool we will see those as a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, that would be something, because uh, <laughs> we literally have nothing after Paper Mario, but um, yeah, no matter what it is, hopefully there will be something there so we can talk about it next month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, we'll just do a 10-minute podcast of us crying, so... <laughs> <laughs> Or we'll just talk about Xenoblade again, because we can talk about that forever. So. <laughs> no complaints from me there. Exactly. <laughs> but if, unless you've got anything else to say, I believe that's the show. Um, I guess one extra thing to note again, Xenoblade. Um, I've <laughs> now got my own YouTube channel where I just did a yes. uh, review of Future Connected. You know, it's a bit more sort of structured with all of that sort of stuff with uh, video editing mm. and that. Um Excuse the fact that it's my first ever like proper video I've made with <laughs> editing, so it's it's a bit lacking in areas. But um, yeah, check that I, out if honestly, you want to hear about it. I really enjoyed it. It was very well edited, I thought. Um, so <laughs> it's, and very informative. It yeah. it told you everything you needed to know. So it's completely um, without spoilers too. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you'll hmm. be fine. Yeah. So I'll um I'll of course have a link to that and his Twitch in the description below. Um, also, so thank you guys for watching this, and um, big thank you to Australian Sam as well for uh, making our logo and giving us a lovely paragraph on Pokemon, because we haven't played it. Of course. <laughs> and, um, of course, thank you, Kai, for talking with me for 50 minutes about games. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, so um, please uh, check out the rest of our videos we have. We, we talked about Future Connected, so you can check that out. We'll be here next month again, as usual, and we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts if you want to listen to us there as well. So until then, um, we will see you guys in the next video. Yep. Uh, goodbye. See you then.